Welcome to Three Drink Minimum Last Call. He's Don. I'm Eric. Let's get started. Are we not going to do the? It's the podcast that makes you sound drunk just by saying oh, the name. Oh yeah. Correctly? By the way, it's also the podcast that makes you sound drunk just by saying the name correctly. He's Don. I'm Eric. Let's get started. Let's get going. All right. We're going to talk. This is the last call. We're going to talk about crashing. She's in premiere HBO. Pete Holmes, what'd you think? He's so much funnier in the show than a stand-up is. I like his stand-up. I saw a stand- you saw a stand-up special. Yeah. I love his stand-up comedy. I do, too. It's really funny for his style. For his style. I mean, and his style is my style. He's basically me, just a... Dry. Yeah. I I like... It. He uh, had posted something. Uh, was it him that posted something on Twitter the other night? He wasn't sure what when you meet somebody whether you should shake or hug and i replied it depends on whether or not it's a baby that you're meeting mm-hmm. that's funny um but he like all right in a stand-up special he said you know he had the joke about the diet like jumping off the high dive yes that was a good one but the joke about falling asleep mm, no didn't do nothing for me so he's yeah. super hit and miss when he's he, about crashing he's, i love crashing his his big thing is he he's kind or of not in a special in the in crashing. Oh, crashing, yeah, and crashing. What makes it so good is it feels a lot like a uh, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, is that he he just puts himself in uncomfortable situations in the show. Which oddly enough, I prefer crashing to curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh yeah, but um, I like curb your enthusiasm. I love. I it. do too. I think that's great, but I prefer crashing. Um, but we like had this, a this season premiere. Him being rude to his ex-girlfriend, the girl that he had almost been dating. It Very just unlike like, him. It's so painful. You're just like, dude, stop it. Yeah. You're fucking up. Stop it. And yeah. you just, you, but you can't reach through this crazy Because he didn't stop. get passed at the cellar. Yeah. Which, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. In the real comedy world? In the real comedy world? Sure. Now, I don't think it's quite like getting passed at uh, the comedy store in Los Angeles. Okay. That's a. I think that's the mecca. I think that's the place right now to where you are a star if you're working there. Sure. But the entire thing was the entire premise of the season premiere. And spoilers, he's on the road. He is doing college tours and he gets a a kid at a college that comes up and opens for him. That was and turns out to be freaking awesome. spots a month. Yeah. A, a kid who just coming up. And he opens for him. And so Pete Holmes decides to mentor this kid and take him to New York. Well, it turns out the kid had a lot of contacts that Pete Holmes didn't have. Michelle Wolf. <laughs> yeah, Michelle Wolf. <coughs> so he didn't really need to mentor this kid who already had an in. Yeah. And this kid overtakes him within the day of them showing up. One of my favorite parts is when Artie Lang said, you got to get basically. You got to get somebody worse than you. Yeah, you and let yeah, them sleep on your couch you like I did. Yeah, you, know, you can't like mentor that. somebody better than you. So yeah, that's funny. And Artie Lang, I, I his nose looked kind of jacked up, but oh, it hasn't. It hadn't deflated by the time they filmed that. I guess. God, it's nice seeing him. It was nice to see. It him was like, show. oh, there's Artie Lang. He's not totally gone yet. Yeah, but you know that it was after that when they when he had to go to court. I don't foresee him being in season four <clears throat> crashing. So. I was sitting there looking at it, and, and every scene that he was in, I was just like, yeah, oh, I'm kind of, that kind of, it kind of depresses me. Now, I got a, I got an odd question to kind of ask you real quick. Sure. 
Who do you think is the best stand-up in season one, season two, and season three? Of Crashing? Out of all the stand-ups we've seen in Crashing, oh, who gosh. do you think is the best one? My answer's perfect, straight off the top of my head. Um, I don't even have to think about it. Okay, you go ahead, because I can't Bill think Burr. of it. Okay, Bill Burr. Yeah. I mean, you could throw Artie in there. Sarah Silverman, maybe. I would put Bill. I would put Burr over Silverman. And Artie. So I, I do like Silverman. Uh, she, but outside of outside of Christina P, but, she's my favorite female stand-up. Uh, you're not supposed to say female stand-up anymore. You're not stand supposed up. to qualify it. See you, bub. Bye, dude. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Bill Burr is good. I like him. I think Bill Burr is one of the biggest in the world currently. But anyway, that's off of Crashing. Uh, I'm a big fan of Todd Berry too, but I don't think he was on Crashing. He's been on a, uh, he was on Louie a lot. Mm-hmm. So. This new season of Crashing, what direction do you think they're going to go with it? Because if they, I think if they take this whole storyline with Jabuki getting that spot at the cellar over him, mm-hmm. I think it'll be lackluster. Like, I, I, how much can you really do with that? I don't think they will be able to get a lot of play off that. I think he's going to come back and he has gotten some success. And even though he's gotten success, I mean, comics don't give a shit. Yeah. And they will continue to give him shit. And it's just I think he's going to have he's going to be right within that space of being able to jump up. See, and he won't be able to do it. What I love about Crashing is it truly shows the New York comedy scene. You the don't New- know. You, you, well, okay, as, you, as far as you know. No, listen, from podcasts I listen to with Joe Rogan and all those guys, they describe the way that New York is different mm-hmm. from L.A. Well, yeah, L.A. I mean, is all the comics stand together. They're all tight. Like if somebody has a bad set, they're like, hey, man, it's all good. Don't worry about it. There's no competition. And New York's it's, like, you suck dick. Yeah, there's even so if much you competition. Can, if, even if you did good, they're like, you suck dick. Yeah, <laughs> and just taken from what I've heard in podcasts about the New York comedy scene as opposed to the L.A. comedy scene, they're pretty much hitting it with the New York scene. Well, I mean, it's, a lot, it's very autobiographical, Yeah, the show. Um, there's actually another show on Amazon Prime, I think. Miss Mad. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Up. I have not seen that. I heard uh, about it. I've heard, I heard it was good. I heard the guy that plays Lenny Bruce is excellent. Really, I I've heard about it. I have not seen it. Heard it was really good. But anyway, so why, why are you covering your hand? You got to explain this here. What's <clears throat> going on here? I wrote you a haiku. Okay, it's for hecklers. Okay. All right, haiku poetry, five seven five syllables. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, here is my heckler haiku. So I want you to break this out. No, you're not going to do this because this, this would be so fucking stupid to try and do this on stage. But I'm going to deal with hecklers, right. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start telling a joke. I, w- I want you to heckle me, okay? Okay. Um, and I want you to heckle me right in the middle. Of, uh, I'm going to start doing a setup. I want you to heckle All me right. in the middle of a setup. So I was uh, doing the dishes you the suck. other You suck. You, sir, have deserved... The haiku heckle, what I call a fuck who. You opened your mouth. It seemed like the perfect time to put my dick in. <laughs> You're a fucking goof, dude. Yeah, that would go great on stage. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, God, I had, a wet, I had a wet pussy just come rub up against me. Hey, wet pussy. Oh, you are a wet pussy. What I tell you. Kitty, 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 come here. It's a wet, wet. Kitty cat, man. Oh, you've been outside. So you did you enjoy season you know, episode? One? I re- I really liked it. I um, did too. And 
I know it's the the idea of <clears throat> it's how they suck you in. I just hate him being such an asshole. Yeah. Which Which you know what? You get a little success, guess what? You're gonna be an asshole. One thing that I noticed that I wasn't uh thrilled about was the <clears throat> the person who ran the cellar. Mm-hmm. Did that not seem eerily close to Mitzi Shore? Um Well, it's autobiographical, so I think he may have based it on somebody he knew, maybe. But yeah, but it, it just seemed did, like it did seem like sure. sure. I guess I don't know. I've never met which is the complete opposite yeah. ghost, which I never have either. But here, like I said, here and and may was there somebody? Is there somebody in New York that is like possible, that? Yeah, maybe that lady actually is sim- you know, similar to the lady that runs the cellar. If um, it, if it was supposed to be similar to Mitzi Shore, then uh, what's his name? Kabuki Chibuki Jibuki. Jibuki. Uh if it was supposed to be like Mitzi Shore, Jabuki wouldn't have come in from somewhere else with yeah. Pete. That would have been her son. Yeah. He's <laughs> not that funny. <laughs> I like Polly Shore. I do too. I feel bad for Polly Shore. And Polly Shore like, gets a bad shake. He's not like he wasn't like you know how like there's like a like you know, child stars grow up to be shit. Yeah. He was like the middle aged guy that grew up to be shit, you know? <laughs> so I feel bad for him. He's Nick Swartzen light. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have made that connection. That's what Polly Shore is to me. Nick Swartzen light. Nick Swartzen Like the Walmart light. version of Nick Swartzen. Okay. Like Nick Swartzen's just a funnier Polly Shore. But when your mom's Mitzi Short, I mean, you're bound to make it in comedy no matter what. Mm, yeah, to but, a certain point. Like, the only issues I run into, like, with crashing is, like, you didn't get passed on your first go. You've been right. on tour for six months. Ari Shafir, one of the best stand-ups in the world, mm-hmm. didn't get passed at the comedy at the comedy store like thirty-eight times or something like that before he finally got passed. Okay. Burt Kreischer didn't get passed initially. Like a lot of people don't get passed initially. So like, what's his freakout about? And if he his freakout is about the kid that he brought in from that college tour, yeah. got passed first night. He stu- he came up there yeah. and he got passed. Who's never even toured, never done right. anything like that. Now, so so he, it was um, just mainly jealousy. It was all internal. It wasn't anything bad about uh, Jabuki. It was it was all internal to Pete Holmes' yeah. character of Pete Holmes. Yeah. It was all internal to him that he was reacting badly. Well, I think it's – I think – have you ever watched any of Jabuki stand-up like real life? Nope. I don't think Killer. so. Killer. Killer. Well, that stand-up that was done on the show was his stand-up. Yeah. He was his bit. Really, well, the joke that he did at when he opened for Pete Holmes, mm-hmm. I've actually seen him do that joke at a comedy club in real life. So it was obviously he took his real material for the right. show. Because he's actually – I've seen him do that well, joke multiple that's times. that's the thing. Pete Holmes doesn't write jokes for the other stand-ups. The stand-ups, when you see them on stage, they're doing their stuff. That would be rude to say, okay, we're changing that. Yeah. Because then you don't get a feel for who they really are. They're real shit. Like, you know, if you get Bill Burr, tell him, oh, yeah, we're, we're, you're not going to do your stuff. Yeah, good luck. I didn't write any notes. I didn't write notes for this one like I did for uh, – Well, True Detective, True we Detective. actually do an actual episode bit pure yeah, for True Detective. Yeah, and I write down notes. Crashing. And, but I had, I had a I, – I thought at Crashing that there was a story in Crashing that was a stolen story or one – I've heard that story before. What story? And I don't remember what it was. I'm drawing a blank now. 
It was it was towards the end of crashing. Uh, but I'm drawing a blank as what the story was. I should have written that down. Well, you know, like I said, I wasn't do, planning on doing. We this. do an actual podcast for True Detective, right? We don't. No, this is just something that we both enjoy. Maybe we should call it, talk about. On maybe we should call that HBO Saturday or HBO Sunday night. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that, because you know, of course, we'll get into Game of Thrones and shit. So then, eventually, when Game of Thrones comes, those might have to turn into like thirty minute episodes. They that might. Become, well, by the time Game of Thrones is here, True Detective is going to be over. So it will be over. But there's no way we can do Game of Thrones justice for talking for ten minutes, right? Not nah, that show. No. And actually, True Detective, show. we're pushing it. Yeah. And uh, talking for 30 minutes on crashing is pushing kind of the limit of our... Kind of disrespect to True Detective a little bit. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about True Detective for 10 minutes. We're going to talk about crashing for half an hour. I mean... Well, we can take crashing into stand-up. We can talk about stand-up all right. also. With you had your stand-up. Um, uh, you, you did a stand-up set the other night. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. We're good. Um, I don't really know. I mean, it was just an open mic. Okay. That was it. And, uh, went good. Got a nice pop. There was a couple other comics that were really, really, really good. That I was like, well, okay, I won't say really, really good. They were good as, they were good joke writers. They, their delivery was a little off. But it's an open mic. You know, people are going over new jokes. They bring their notebooks up there, which is something I don't do in my open but, mics. But you do write down an actual physical – you write your jokes down physically. On my phone. Okay. Um, but I memorize I memorize the bullet points of my jokes and I go from there. I don't, I don't like taking a notebook up there. I don't like doing that shit because I think of it like as an actual performance. How would I do it? If I was filming a special using this, how would I do it? Yeah, that's actually not bad. Yeah, carry that around. I just gave Eric a, a small little notebook, a yeah. little pocket notebook. That'll be nice for like when I'm about to go on. Carry know, that shit around and write down thoughts, write down everything. Yeah. Oh, that's what, dude, have you seen my note section in this? No, I have not seen your note section in your phone. Look at that. Oh, and here's, here, that proves how old I am. Oh, look at that. See, this proves how old I am. I carry a notebook usually around in my pocket. Because if I get a crazy idea, I want to write it down and try and save it. And I have a phone. Eric is using his phone for notes there. He's got his notes app open that there. That three Writing pages. down three pages of notes there. Me, I pull out a notebook and have to write it down with But see, I don't take pen. this stuff on stage. I won't because I want this to be organic. I don't want it to be like, okay, I got to go buy the script. I gotta go buy this. I like to just free flow, and and I notice that it's way better when I do it that way. Like when I actually do a set. Do you record your set when you do it? I normally I I was that's what I was telling myself before I went on. I was like, all right, I'm gonna set my phone to record and everything, and then I was so anxious before I just completely forgot. And say, then, if you if you don't do that, you don't know why it hit or when it hit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was kind of pissed when I got done. I was like, fuck. I didn't record this, but oh well. Um, yeah, it was a good set. I was man. making I was making that jerk yeah, off me- gesture that. at at your friend, not at you. Yeah, I'm well aware. But um, um, I'll I'll tell you some when we get off air. I'll tell you some of the jokes from some of the other comics. They were they had a really good premise that you know still got. Okay, now the big thing I want to know. You told a version of the joke that I told a couple weeks ago. 
I want to kind of hear how you did it. Well, I'm going to give you my actual full set. Sure, go ahead and do that. It's different because I'm not doing the delivery. I'm not doing the pauses. I'm not doing all that. Okay. I'm not doing the exaggerations. Right. Um, how's your guys' weekend? Good. Good. Yeah. Bigger that trash. You suck. Yeah. I got dick. a haiku for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a haiku. It's called um, a fuck you. <laughs> um, I've had a shit weekend. I got laid off on Friday. I lost my job. I have a child coming in eight weeks, but that's okay because, you know, tough times make tough people, and this isn't even the hardest thing I've ever been through. hardest thing I've ever been through was high school because in high school I went to a mental hospital, but even worse than that, I was shit at sports when I was in high school. Jesus Christ, when does the comedy start? <laughs> um, holy shit. I mean, all right. Fuck it, I won't even go through it. I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just wondering, does the punchline come before or after they slit their wrists? <laughs> well, the joke actually starts now. After all right, that, let's no, hear it. fuck it, fuck no, it. No, no, do, do, do your thing. I'll, I'll sit here. I'll be the audience. <laughs> I'm not even doing a performance. I'm just telling no, you the no, joke. Go ahead, like go reading ahead. Reading it from a book. <laughs> go ahead. It just it, the jokes it, on him because this joke fucking crushed. So fuck. It him. was like it was like bad, bad, worse, sucks, die. See that was punchline. <laughs> my idea was to make it kind of sad. All right, go ahead and then come in with the joke. Let's hear your pun. Let's let's hear you do it. But I was bad at sports in high school. Like all my friends were getting recruited, like getting scholarship offers and shit. And and that's true. Yeah, they really were. Yeah. And one time we were out with a bunch of kids from another school right after I got out of the mental hospital. And they're like, yeah, bro, uh, where are you going? And, like, they're talking about it. And one of them goes, hey, Eric, you got any offers? And I didn't want to seem like a bitch. And I was like, mm, yeah, I got one. They were. I was like, uh, Lakeland Behavioral Institute. It's a – I actually just took a tour of the campus. Really cool. A lot of bars, mostly on the windows. Um, but it was all right. And I forgot my joke. <laughs> um, let me guess. If you get Letterman's jacket, the arms go all the way around? Yeah. <laughs> my Letterman's jacket had the arms going all the way around. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the loony bin was crazy. That would have been a nice little punchline in there. The you loony can take bin, it. The loony bin was fucking crazy. Uncle Don bequeaths that joke to you. Bequeaths. The loony bin was crazy. When, like when I was first there, there was me and uh, three other dudes. We were sitting in a circle, and we all had to talk about why we were there. And the first guy goes, "I beat the shit out of my grandma. I'm not a fighter, but I really beat the fuck out of her." I was like, "It's wow. the weirdest humble brag I've ever heard." But right on, dude. And the second guy goes, "Oh, I had sex with my sister's friend." I was like, uh, "What's wrong with that? You're like, you know, is there anything?" He goes, "She was ten. I was like, "Oh." Okay, okay. And then the third guy goes, yeah, man, I'm here avoiding a prison sentence and being tried as an adult because uh, I tried to burn my parents' house down. It's like, motherfucker, dude, because next is me. And I'm in there because I was back talking smoking weed. I, I couldn't let these dudes think that I wasn't tough. Let them think that I was a bitch they could walk all over. So they're like, so why are you here? I was like, I kicked my fucking dog. I put a bullet in my mom's pillow. I punched my brother. I threw a knife at him. I pissed on my grandpa's grave and wiped my ass on the tombstone. And the second guy goes, damn, dude, you're crazy. I was like, it's pretty rich coming from you, kitty fucker. So, yeah, high school is a wild time. I left before they ever found out what happened. But, so, you know, like I said, it, it, what I'm going through now, I'll survive. I think all I need to really get better, though, is a carnival. 
And I was thinking, you know, I haven't seen a lot of those lately, and it's kind of depressing. Like, when was the last time anybody seen a carnival, you know? Like, remember, it had all the big flashing lights, and, like, you would go on all the rides, but you had to get tickets first, and the only, like, because they didn't trust the guy working the ride to take the money, but they trust you, they trust them to strap kids into these death traps, and so you would go get all those tickets, you could either turn them in for a prize, so, like, 30,000 tickets would get you a new toothbrush or something, or you could give those tickets and get on the rides. I was like, you don't see those anymore, do you? Like, I think the closest thing we got to it now is a DUI checkpoint because all there is is a bunch of flashing lights. You don't fully trust the person working it. You can't give them any money, and the whole objective is to leave without any tickets in your pocket. That's my time. Thanks, guys. It was good. But with the deliveries, with everything, it went really well. Big pops. Your, your story about mental institution gathering around talking about why you were there reminded me of when I started college. They, <laughs> they had the thing, yeah. the group. The guys were sitting around, they're like, asking why you're there, and everybody came around, they're like, I'm here for whatever, I'm here, whatever. I'm like, I'm here for the soggy biscuit. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> just soggy biscuit. Jeez. <laughs> hey, a warm meal is a warm meal. Yeah, whatever. Uh, one, I think uh, Where I got the most pops was... Not good. Yeah, whatever. Where I got... Huh? Oh, he said he was funnier than me. Uh Wrong. Um, where I got the most pops was the mostly Fuck you. bars. I want. I'm gonna go up behind you with a notebook full of fucking haiku. I'm gonna wipe the floor with your ass. I dude, I'm working on it. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that just piss you off? If I walked up there, just all nerdy. It's like uh, uh, we're gonna raise the uh, intellectual uh, status of this room a little bit with some poetry. Dude, last night, Kendra, me and Kendra were watching the show on Netflix. Oh, God, that'd be so great. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Motherfucker, Kendra, I might do it just to piss you off. All right, yeah, let's have a competition. <laughs> let's have a competition. So, all right, last night, Kendra and you. We were watching the show on Netflix, and this guy, like, was all upset about his fucking massive dick, and he, like, turns out, like, you know, he can be confident about it, and he pulls out his dick. And it's they a show, actually, they, it's a, yeah, it's a I show sent that Sex. script in a year ago. Someone stole my idea. Oh, for that's Sex a true education, story. The TV show, the show on Netflix, Sex Education. I don't Sex know. Education? I just sent them. A, I, yeah, okay. I sent a script in about how much I hated my big dick. But uh, so he pulls out this massive dick, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kendrick, okay, it doesn't help when my wife from the other room goes, <laughs> goes what <laughs> incredulously. But uh, <laughs> you're supposed to say, yeah, I have a complaint about it too. <laughs> Uh, Kendra, Kendra saw it and she goes, "Saw no, Eric, you know your dick's really small." I was like, "You're telling me I'm not hung like a fucking donkey?" She goes, "No." And I was like, "So you wait? You're saying I don't have a fucking tree in between my legs?" She goes, "No." I was like, whatever. She goes, pull it out. So I did, and I've never seen somebody laugh so hard. Kendra started dying fucking laughing. And she goes like this. I swear to God, pissed me off so fucking bad. She goes like this. She goes, <laughs> bitch didn't even give me the decency of a fucking pinky. She goes like this, gives me half a fucking ring finger. I was so fucking mad, dude. I could not even contain it. I was like, this fucking bitch, man. Having diapered your ass before when you was a little... 
Oh my God! No, my uh, aunt is telling. No, uh, my aunt. Is I, me, I, I uh, we've said, we've mentioned shit. this on the podcast before. When you talk how well hung you were, and I'd say, dude, I changed your diapers. I know you're not that much, dude. Don and tried I, to fuck me when I was four. I did not try to yes, do that. Yes, you did. I, I will never forget. I it. tried to do a three knuckle on you, but that wasn't the same yeah, as fucking. Whatever. A three knuckle is perfectly fine for an uncle to do with his nephew. I said, Uncle Don, this biscuit is awfully soggy. And I said, said, eat it while I do this three-knuckler on you. Yeah. And, uh... Love you. Whatever, motherfucker. She came in here basically insulting the size of my penis. Yeah. And yours. But... What the hell's wrong with her? I don't know. She's an asshole. What? My wife is such an asshole. And you know what? I'm going to say this right now. Because she'll never listen to this podcast. She's an asshole. Yeah. 100%. Asshole. I dare you say the C word. No way in hell. <laughs> All right. One fucking episode she listened to. You know? All right. All right. You dare me to say the C word? You no, dare me to call it. her the C word? Yeah. Okay. She is a caring person. She is a cutie pie. She is a, a cucumber sandwich. Cool as can be. Oh. She is like that cool whip. She's cool whip. She's a uh, shout out to Brian Callen and Brendan Shaw, but one, two, cutie pie. God. Ah, easy. That's uncalled for, and if uh, that picked up on the mic, you're not invited back to my house. Because that that's, that's uncalled for, and I will not stand for the C word in my home. <laughs> what C word? Yeah, I can't say it. I will not stand for I it in my I was home. I get his ass, dude. <laughs> oh, the cunt word. See, you just said it. Dude, I called, uh, what's that bitch's name? Uh, Ala, uh, AOC. I said she was a cunt last episode. You didn't have nothing to say about it. Oh, Jesus. All right. Cat's out of the bag. Cunt's out of the bag. Cunt's out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well say it. I can't kick you out now. Shit. But my wife is not one. My wife is lovely no. and, and caring and Your kind. My wife is one of the sweetest people on the planet. Absolutely. She puts up with me. Hey, have you ever noticed that um, when people see like pictures of me from when I was young and like and then or in my like you know earlier years, everybody always thinks that your, your dick wife, is small. Well, yeah, that. But everybody always thinks your wife is my mom as opposed to her her sister, which is really my mom. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do me? Why do people think that? Because I don't see it. Because your face when you were a kid took up after your grandfather's. I don't think so. I think I took after my dad. Mm, no. You ever yeah, see that picture of my dad when he was like maybe, 12 and me You ever see pictures 12? of your grandfather when he was young? Yeah, we looked yeah. a lot alike. You looked a lot alike. And so Kathy looked a lot like her dad. You looked a lot like her dad. Hey, you know what I was thinking though? Like, okay, we have family members. Well, I well, they're your family members, my marriage, but they're mine, my blood, that are on like grandpa's side, and even some on grandma's side. To where I, like, you know, you barely know these people at all, but you share a bloodline, and you have like traits about you that are that come from them, okay, or similar to them. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that the other day when I was drunk, and I, my mind was fucking blown. I was sitting there thinking about it for like an hour, like. That is so crazy. Like people I've seen once in my life, I share traits with and have traits certain traits because of them. Yeah, that fucks my mind. Um, up. Probably not because of them, but because of 
shared ancestry. Well, yeah. Like, your wife looks exactly like grandma's sister. Okay. Exactly like her. Very similar. Blows my mind. Yep. How is this, like, people that we hardly see anything like that, we are so closely related to in our bloodline. Okay. Are you fucking high? Maybe. Be a lot better if I was. Did you not pay attention in like biology class in school or? Well, I did, but when I think about it, I'd be like, okay, I look like I look like my dad. I look, you know, maybe my dad's sister, some traits. Maybe my mom's sister, some traits. You know, things like that. My grandma, my grandpa. But when you start talking about your your grandma's sister's, your your grandma's cousin or something like that, and then you realize they have similar traits or they're similar facial features, you're like, what the. F- Fuck, how did that come to me from all that way around the fucking loop? From further up the genetic tree. Yeah. That's where it came from. You ever wonder about your ancestors? Like, I think my ancestors were Vikings. I don't wonder too much about my ancestors. I do know that I am... Supposed to spit uh, in the 23andMe and not jizz in it. I know you had that problem. Yeah. Instead of spitting in the 23andMe, I... I jerked off in it. Yeah, you had that problem. I won't ever get that. They just sent back a nastily worded letter with no results. And said, you are not, we will not welcome your patronage anymore, sir. Comma, Please, good comma, day. Comma, cunt. Uh-huh. No, um, I don't know a lot about my uh, father's side of the family. I mean, I, I haven't traced my family tree too much, and I was never really, never really had any close relationship with any extended family. I do know that I am uh, one. Let's see. Let me do the math here. If my grandmother is half, my mom is a quarter. That makes me an eighth, one eighth Indian, and seven eighths racist. Seven eighths racist. <laughs> I'm one one thousand twenty fourth. That's just a little joke there for you. I keep on throwing them out there. Uh, you're a killer, dude. I am. You're a killer. Hey, I'm your funny uncle. I got a question. What? If I ever actually did, like, you know, become a feature actor or something like that, would uh, you like to write jokes with me? I'd help you write jokes now. You need it. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do need the help. (laughs) Oh, God. Why is that funny? Because I'm an asshole. That's what's funny about it. I'm being an asshole. My jokes that are just straight cutting from me have done really well on stage. But here's the thing. I, you know, it never hurts to have more. Right. Ever. What was your biggest pop last week? Um, when I said mostly bars on the wind, mostly, there was a lot of bars around, mostly on the yeah. windows, that did well. Um, I missed a part in there, but when I was saying, I get, when like, I go through that whole story, and that whole story takes about two and a half minutes. Yeah. So you kind of forget about, like, you know, that I was talking about when I was tough, like, bad, being bad at sports in high school. And then I said, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I was fucking shitting high school. That did a decent pop. And then when I said, uh, and the objective is to leave it down and you take it in your pocket, that fucking, yeah. that popped. But um, it did well. Tickets in your pockets. You got any tickets? Have you seen my machete? And you need to write down. Did you write down in your notes, uh, your letterman jacket? Stop. The arms wrapped all the way around? I will do it right now. Won't yeah, you, you tell me where my machete is? Uh, your machete, I believe, is up your ass. No. Are you trying to fuck on me? 
I'm trying to fuck on you because your machete is up your ass and I cannot fuck on you until the machete gets pulled out of your ass. The machete is right in your head. Oh, my God. Hey, we're at 31 minutes. All right. We're good. And I have no idea what accent I was trying to do there, by the way. I don't know either. India, India, India. Uh, Hashtag racist. I was trying – what accent was I trying to do? Um, Generic brown. Generic brown. Generic brown accent. That's what I was going for. Did I hit it? Stand-up bit that says there's a different type of brown. (laughs) I can't remember. I don't know. Yes, you hit the generic brown. But I'm going to have to write that one down at least to keep for me. Generic brown. I like that one. All right. We're going to say this is 30 minutes and that's a last call. If you guys want to shoot us an email, three drink minimum at gmail.com or dot gmail.com. What is it? Three drink minimum at gmail.com. Is it at? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's right. The at was messing with my head. I was thinking, is it at or is it dot? What am I thinking? Uh, it's been a long day for me. And we didn't even talk about me failing my vision test on my driver's license renewal. Renewal. Manure. All right. So anyway, three drink minimum at gmail.com or check us out at three drink minimum on Twitter or at three drink minimum on uh, that visual one, the uh, Instagram. Instagram. Peace. Whatever. Bye. <laughs>